Thank you for tuning in to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I'm Amberly Lago, and I'll be sharing inspirational stories of resilience and empowering ideas to elevate your business and your life, ignite your passion, and fuel your purpose. Thank you all for tuning in to True Grit and Grace. This episode is proudly brought to you by Newtopia, the most powerful nootropics on the market today. And these nootropic stacks are taking the industry by storm because they're highly effective. And each formula is customized for you based on your strengths, weaknesses, and your goals. So you can get exactly what you need. And your customized formula help you really focus intensely, block out distractions, reduce stress and anxiety, enhance your creativity, boost your memory and get rid of brain fog and so much more. And the best part, there's a one-year guarantee. So there's no risk, zero risk to you to try them for yourself. So here's the deal. If you feel like you're not fully maximizing your potential, both personally and professionally, then you owe it to yourself to try Newtopia's formulas. They're a total game changer. Simply go to newtopia.com forward slash Amberly. That's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com forward slash A-M-B-E-R-L-Y. And make sure you use that special code Amberly so you get your discount. Again, newtopia.com forward slash Amberly. And you can find that link in the show notes. And now enjoy the episode. Hey, y'all, thank you for tuning in today to True Grit and Grace, because I have a real treat for you. I've been excited about this today on the show. I have Mr. Newts, well, his name is Mr. Newts, Mark Effinger. He is the co-founder of Newtopia and the chief product officer of BioOptimizers. When I think of him, I immediately think he's the most interesting man in the world. Just don't tell my husband (laughs) I said that. But he has charisma. He is a great storyteller. He's brilliant, funny, resilient. And his story of tragedy to triumph is just amazing. He's endured his own health battles and lost his love to addiction. And as a result of these events, he dove deep into the performance-enhancing nutrition world, which takes you from being sick to being superhuman And it's put them on the fast track to developing compounds that would hopefully reverse, I think do reverse the elements of addiction. And and that is when Newtopia was born, which basically unlocks your brilliance within, or Mark, as you like to say, helps you unlock your personal God mode. These brain enhancing supplements bring clarity to the mind, energy to the body, eliminate the desire for drugs and replace them with optimism for life. I'm so excited to talk about your incredible story. So welcome to the show, Mr. Newts. Mark, thank, thank you, you for being so here. Thank you so much, Amberly. This is awesome. Am I speaking to you in LA? I just got back from LA. I am now in Texas. I just recently moved back to Texas. So I'm in Dallas here in my little new home studio. And you are in your cool lab, which yeah. <laughs> I love your background. So I'm in, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm in Burlington, Iowa. I'm in a in a little town of 30,000, uh, right on the Mississippi. I can look out here and just see a glimpse of it. And um, yeah, and this was a journey as well. And this is 2,000 miles from where I built the business. And um, my, my sweetheart and I, we put a huge map up on the, on the wall in the, in the uh, dining room. And then we started going through Zillow and everything. And we said, okay, we can live anywhere in the world we want. We've got a technology-based company that, that, you know, and we have a lab. Where do we want to live? And we wanted to live in the U.S., we wanted to have that access. After 3,500 
pinpoints on a map, we found this wonderful little town. It, it looks like an arts community. And we live up in the, up in the hills here, we, uh, just a few blocks from the office. So we can walk in, a, in an 1870s schoolhouse, oh, uh, which was once a school. This is Burlington, Iowa, which is the home of Burlington Northern Railways. So everybody knows Burlington Railways, right? Yeah. And my mentor happens to be, at one time, he was one of the larger real estate developers in Dallas. And he, is, he lives here. Um, he lived in Dallas for 30 years. Wow. Left Burlington for the big town. So kind of small world stuff. Well, I tell you what, when I pulled in, we, we got here to Dallas. We moved back in December and we were pulling up to the house and into the town. It said population 7,400. And I was like, oh my goodness, what have we got ourselves into? You know, but it was a good, good school district. And, you know, we, we had a little golf cart and we drive around town on this golf cart and it's so safe and so clean and everybody's so nice and it's very central but it's been a big change after living in LA for 31 years. I'm close to family. So I love the idea that you're like, hmm, you know what? We're renting a house right now. We're kind of trying to decide where we want to live. So maybe we'll get out a big map and do the same thing. You know, it was, it was really an experience. And we located, we had a lot of places we had. We looked at Texarkana. We looked at, obviously, Austin. I am part of a university down there called the Wizard Academy, where we teach communication skills down in just outside of Austin and Butta, Texas. And you also teach a lot of schools and stuff. One of the big things, Amberly, is, is um, you know, I'm, I'm a high school dropout. Um, I am a fa- I'm fascinated with that. And I'm sure it drives those professors crazy when you walk <laughs> in and go, hey, I'm a high school dropout. <laughs> it is so funny to see they just, their whole energy drops and they're going, oh shit, what have I gotten myself into? You know, I've been a successful serial entrepreneur and I've had successes and failures as well along the way, but I was actually announced over the high school PA in my, in my sophomore year. I was, um, I was one of the state tennis champions in my school as a sophomore and I was making parts for nuclear reactors as a work. It's a, you went to school half the day and you went to work half the day and you got credit for going to work. And I had pretty high mechanical, electrical engineering skills. And so I got this job at a startup making parts for nuclear reactors out of very weird metals like titanium and hafnium and zirconium and molybdenum. And so I'm making those parts. Well, I'm, I started making 735 an hour after about uh, six months, eight months. And what year was this? This is 1977. Well, that was a lot. That was good money back. Oh yeah, well, about 35 was. Oh yeah, my buck, goodness. About 35 was minimum, right? I was making more than my 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 school professor in social studies, which is what they called it back then. And he was a cool guy. He let me argue. I, I would argue Marxism. I always thought Marxism was kind of cool, not because of the name. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because of the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was really great. And so I got cocky. The dean of boys, who was also the tennis coach, Don gets on the, on the PA and says, and now I'd like to announce the, the three least likely to succeed in life. And that would be, and then I was number three on that list. Wow. Um, so that is really- just blows me away though. And by the way, I was on the tennis team, but I was so bad. They made me water girl. So I loved it because I would bring them their jug of water. And then I got out of school early. I could leave and I'd go to the dance studio, but I was actually telling my dad about your story last night. And you wouldn't believe he was like, now write down these questions. I need you to ask him these questions for me because he not only is dealing with a lot of inflammation and stuff like that, but he did some kind of test EMG or something like that. I don't remember what it was, 
but I guess he has neuropathy in his legs, in his arms. And I think that you had said you had some, some kind of nerve stuff going on with your legs because you were a, a runner. I don't know if you're still, well, you probably, you, you amaze me with all you do, but I also have a lot of nerve stuff going on. And I know a lot of the listeners do too. Um, and so I, before I forget, I cannot forget to ask you this question because my dad will be on me about it. What kind of nerve issues do you have going on? I had a bicycle accident about uh, five years ago. I just bought it, you know, I'd, I'd like been riding mountain bikes around town and I lived up on the river in the Columbia River in, in Washington, Vancouver, Washington. And I'd ride into work on a daily basis when it wasn't raining. I'm kind of a, I'm a fair weather uh, outdoorsman, and, <laughs> but it was great. And I would do a thing called park bench parkour where I would run around um, the, the dock and at every park bench, I would get down and I would elevate my feet and I would do a, a set of 40 or 50 push-ups, and I'd do uh, you know some dips and then I'd do some other other workout pieces and then, and then I'd sprint to the next one and do that. So my park bench parkour routine, right? So I got this bike that's really, really fast. I replaced my bike with it. I finally broken through our economic area of every startup has these, you know, you just pour everything into it and you're down to your last dollars and suddenly something breaks through, yeah. right? Yeah, you've and had like what 19 companies? This is the 19, number 19. Yeah. You can thank, you can thank Matt Gallant of uh, Bioptimizers for dragging me into another one. It was great. I literally go into my gym. I was turning 55, I think. And I just wanted to be in the, in the optimum shape for 55 year old, kind of like Wade is doing right now at 50. He's the pinnacle of what a 50 year old vegetarian world-class bodybuilder can be. Right. I mean, well, I'm 50 and I'm like trying to be my optimal. I'm not kidding. No, no, <laughs> it is. So, so I, anyhow, I bury my shoulder through a, a, a bicycle rack. It, it, um, it shears five of my ribs, uh, two or three of them go into my lung. Oh um, I sure my collarbone. I, I have, they're, they're calling 911 and then actually a bodybuilder girl comes and picks me up and drags me into the, the entry, right? It was great. And, um, and they, they're trying to call 911. I say, hold it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. You don't call 911. You fix the problem. And so, <laughs> so I called my office and said, Hey, when you guys pick me up and take me home, they did. And they probably, you know, just prop me up. And I just, you know, I'm just like really in pain. And, um, I call my chiropractor and I say, dude, I got to get in because he's got a great x-ray machine with 360 degree. Yeah. And um, he said, I can't see you till Monday. You know, it's Friday afternoon out with the wife and kids. So no problem. So I just studied how to, how to, you know, my, my, my former wife died of an oxycodone overdose. Right. So, and it was intentional after being addicted for a decade. And so, so having that, you know, going through that going, I don't want to do that. I know that's probably not a good route. Um, so I started studying the nootropics that I was already building for our clients and saying, which ones of those would be most effective with the dopaminergic center with GABA and, and um, how could I kill the pain there? And so I built that stack over the weekend, started taking it, went to my chiropractor and um, yeah. And then I, in, in two weeks, I was up and back in the office and I was, they said it was going to be six months, like wow. bed bound. And then in another two weeks, I was back in the gym. And in six weeks after that, I was lifting at my former, former weight. So that um, is incredible. Neuropathy is problematic. I'm doing some stacks right now. Um, alpha, alpha lipoic acid is really effective when combined with um, benfotiamine or benfotamine, which is a prodrug of thiamine of B1. Uh -huh. And those two together 
do a really great job along with the nootropics of starting to repair myelin sheath damage. And once you get myelin sheath damage repaired, now you're not shorting out. And so you, the numbness goes away. I'm now at, um, in fact, just over the last six weeks now, I've recovered over 70% of the former neuropathy in my legs. So. Okay. I, I need to know what I'll get you. I'll get you a formula. I'll write it down. I'm building a that I can get for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, let me, let me, let me see what we can do on that. That would be interesting. He can be one of my white rats if he's cool on that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like desperate at this point. It's so hard to. How old's your pop now? He is, let's see. I have to do the math. He's 72. Any type two diabetic or, or type one diabetic issue? No. And you know what? He was like. I think that I got my love for working out from seeing him work out as a kid. He was a stud, you know, drove a Trans Am, had a cowboy hat, like was like ripped, shredded. I mean, gorgeous. And then he had a back fusion. And ever since he's had some problems and I think he's in a lot of fear so I think, you know, and I try to like pump in the positivity and in the optimism, but I think we need some help there. So that's why I was like, dad, I'm interviewing this amazing, brilliant guy tomorrow. I've got to talk to him about you because I think he has some stuff he's dealing with, with nerves. And so, yeah, that would be awesome. I need to put you on speed dial. So in case my self-esteem ever feels problematic, I can just go, Amberly, who am I? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you're, you're amazing. I'm serious. I was even like a little bit nervous before. Cause I was like, Oh, he's so smart. He's brilliant. I'm going to be talking to him. <laughs> and I was actually cracking up at some of the stories that you were telling. So I listened to the episode with our friend, Carrie Jack, huge shout out to him for introducing us. And he was like, Amberly, I think you might want to meet my friend, because he's got some things that could help you with the CRPS. And so I have to be honest with you, I was a little hesitant because I've tried so many different things. At one point, I was actually on 73 homeopathic pills and 11 different prescription medications. And there was one part of your interview that I loved the most. And you said, no, we make one pill. Why do you have to take a whole bunch of different capsules. You take one, put it all in one. I think it was when you were describing something about a new one that you're developing with mushrooms in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I love that. You and I have both been through physical trauma, emotional mm -hmm. trauma, right? And I think that it's really important that we let people know that that's not something you have to carry with you for the rest of your life. I just, I, Matt Gallant and, um, and one of our fantastic clients and a bunch of, a, a small handful of of, um, of folks, um, we went to Palm Desert and spent a week doing brain training where we hooked up EEGs to the brain and, and we did biofeedback and neurofeedback, uh, flying spaceships around with your brain and, and getting into you know alpha, theta, beta, delta level of brain training so that you can be more in love, you can be more open, you can be more trauma-free. And it was just this incredible week. And then we, of course, we supercharged ourselves with with, you know, our Newtopia products. And um, it, it was just this amazing thing of watching you, you, even for those of us that feel like we're trauma-free because we've moved beyond, oftentimes there's a bit of baggage back there that mm -hmm. we're still holding on to for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And finding solutions, whether they're neurochemical, biochemical, physiological, spiritual, 
to be able to drop those things and realize that they're just holding us back from our complete power and self is, um, is really empowering. So yeah, that's what we yeah. like to do, right? I love hearing you talk about like when you were um, uh, on one interview that I heard you on, you were talking about mitochondria and ATP and I was geeking out on you talking about the, like the process of how the, the everything, the supplements work, but I want to take it back um, before we get into more of that to one of the, the things that really fueled you to start doing this was your, your wife's, you know, oh. Emberly, we were addiction in because I think that their addiction is on the rise. Huge, huge right now with what's going on in the world. It is crazy. It's like it, it's unbelievable. And with my nerve condition, it's dubbed the suicide disease because it's ranked highest on the pain scale. And there is supposedly no known cure yet, I like to say. And they just want to keep prescribing opioids and gabapentin. Yep. Uh, Lyrica, all the drugs. At one point, they were even infusing me with ketamine to try to reboot my nervous system. So I had $2.9 million worth of medical expenses. And I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was sick of being on all these prescriptions and everything. And I just stopped. And I was like, I need to really get down to the root cause. And I've been able to like really shift my mindset and things like that. But there's so much trauma out there. There's so much addiction out there. And I love that you were like, I need to find something to help these people that have addiction. So what did you do when you first dove into like, well, how can I create these compounds? What did you start to look at with how the brain works? I, I was really fortunate that I had a couple of really good coaches back in the early nineties. I had a, a, my first major health crisis going from being an endurance athlete and doing biathlete events and, and hardcore bicycling, you know, century rides on a regular basis. And, and li I literally lived in the back of a gym during the eighties when I started my first company. And so, and, and, you know, and went from being the, the skinny tennis playing runner to being the 215 pound, you know, eight, 9%, 10% bodybuilder um, wow. in a very short amount of time while I was in the military in central California. So Suddenly, and I, and I was a white rat for a thing called Accutane, which is an acne drug. It's just very, very caustic. It, it is a liver killer. It kills your, your microbiome. You're kidding um, me. It's that and it's, Yeah, it's pro-cancer. It's pro-cancer. It's awful. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, so, and I still feel byproducts of it today. And I go through little, I'll have a little lesion that'll turn into a tumor. You're and kidding me. No, no, no. It's, this is it. And that was, that was. 19, it was 1983 when I got on the product. I was um, the end of 83 when I got off of it. I was a, at the time they were testing it to find um, how, how safe it was. And because I was in the military, you're kind of signing your rights away anyhow. Oh. And I was 90 minutes from the Presidio in San Francisco. And so every two weeks I would drive to the Presidio. They would do exhaustive tests on me. And they would give me mega doses of this stuff and then send me back. And so I was a, I was a great test case for it because they could, throw a lot of stuff at me because I was an athlete. When you're that young in your, you know, your early twenties, mid twenties, nothing can hurt you, right? You're, yeah. you're indomitable or mm -hmm. so you think, mm -hmm. but, but you fast forward 10 years and I woke up one day, I was in my office. My wife's office was right outside of mine. And, and I, I came out about, about 11 o'clock in the morning. And I said, honey, I've been working on this client for three hours. I don't know who they are, what I'm supposed to be doing. 
I don't know what day it is. And I think I'm losing my mind. And she took me by the hand and walked me around the block. It was a nice April morning and said, you know, you're really good at starting these things and you're really good at selling them. And it's that thing in the middle that, that you don't enjoy as much. And I think there might be something else going on. I had chronic nose drip and I was just, I just felt I would have a morning spike of, of any event that wasn't really great felt like it was devastating. Like my depression had started to come up or a depression. I wouldn't like to claim it as mine. It was somebody mm -hmm. else's that I was borrowing. Um, we started to come up. And so, and what, you know, what happens in that case is you get this cortisol rush from this bad news you're getting on the phone or on email or whatever. This cortisol rush, it uses up your, you know, your body protects itself. So in order to protect itself, keep your heart from bursting out of your chest, it floods it with serotonin, right? Which is the majority of it's in your gut. And so it floods with serotonin. Well, now you have no serotonin. So your serotonin is depleted. And now you feel like crap. You're foggy headed. You can't perform very well. Um, you just kind of go into a funk. You're just struggling to get anything done that's meaningful. And maybe six, eight, 10 hours later, you just come out of it, but you don't have any energy left to perform anything. Mm -hmm. And you go through these cycles every day. So, well, I, you know what, when you're describing this, I swear, like having complex regional pain syndrome and your body is kind of, it's in fight or flight almost all the time. Absolutely. So I am like shaking my head. Yeah. I could totally relate to what you're saying because although our circumstances are different, it still somewhat seems like it would be a little bit of the same where your body, when you're in extreme pain would release different chemicals. And so I am, oh, okay. I just had to say that. No, so no, carry no. on. Big, Cause you know, that feeling my wife sent me to a bed and breakfast. I hadn't taken a vacation in about seven years, you know, typical, right. Alpha entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the guy greeted me He's a 70 year old gentleman who was in perfect health, downhill skier, competitive, beautiful place uh, on a 40 acre estate. And it was just kind of a hand hacked together home. You know what I mean? Those ones that have so much character, mm -hmm. there's a tree in the middle of the house growing out of it, that, you know, and he just grabs my hand and he says, hi, Mark, how are you? So glad to meet you. He goes, Hey, your hands are a little cold. It's such a nice day out. Are you, how's your body temperature? I go, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't really self-aware in that way. Mm -hmm. He goes, your, your eyes are a little bloodshot. Maybe. Hmm. He goes, and he just keeps asking me questions. And we go in and we have this incredible dinner with people from all over the world. Cause he had been a doctors without borders doctor who would go into, you know, into really bad places that were having crisis and he would go help people and just a super guy. And he said, you know, I think you might be hypothyroid. He goes, why don't we, why don't we take um, your basal metabolic temperature every morning for the next four days? And he goes, you know, guarantees, but maybe that'll happen. And, and he was right. And I started taking what was the gold standard at the time, armor thyroid. Mm -hmm. And so just supplementing with desiccated thyroid, which is full spectrum, right? Not synthroid or, or some kind of a, of like a T3, single... T5. I know all the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this was great. In about six weeks, I was feeling really great. I was having, I didn't have to take my afternoon nap to feel like I had the energy to finish the day. Mm -hmm. um, I was just really rejuvenated. And then suddenly my head started getting really clear. And six months later, I'm negotiating a venture capital deal in New York, which was not my business. I had done some of that before, but it wasn't, I was far away from where I'd felt six months prior. Six months prior, I felt like I could barely get out of bed. I felt like I couldn't deal with any stress at all. If anybody brought me stress, I would run. You know, it was that kind of thing. I would just yeah. fold and, or I'd go comatose. And here I was 
taking this very aggressive group of people, these technologists, these guys that own movie theaters and these investors, and they were in a major fight. And I just smiled. I got up. I started writing on the whiteboard. I had no idea what I was going to write. But the getting my health back allowed me just by the thyroid, just by the thyroid at that time. Doing that, I did a detox as well. I started doing Fit for Life. Harvey and Marilyn Diamond, this couple had this um, you should probably not eat heavy foods in the morning because they may, they're hard to digest. And I had digestive issues because of the, right, of, yeah. of the, you know, the problems I had. So it was great. And suddenly, boom, I wrote the deal. We got it done. Everybody was happy. It was smiling. And I go, I'm back, brother. I'm back. And you know that feeling of when you finally realize, I'm sure you've had it on stage a number of times where, where you're suddenly sinking so well with the audience you're telling them exactly what they need to know. You're mm-hmm. seeing the, the heads going, that's it, Amberly. I know exactly what you're, you're talking about. I need this. And that resonance that you get, that spiritual resonance of everybody going, yeah, we're with you, suddenly elevates you to a new level of performance as yeah. well as a new understanding. It's almost like the things you need to say that weren't practiced, they weren't scripted, just flow out of you. And that's mm-hmm. kind of an event. And then from there on, I just started, okay, I can do this. I can change my life. So we got really healthy. We were, we were, all of our children were born at home. Um, my first daughter in a hot tub, mm. my son in a birthing chair in the master bedroom. And my, my last daughter, my, uh, who is one of my closest friends still today, um, she was born in a, on a leather couch in front of the fireplace at 10 a.m. Mm. And it was great. But the midwife gave her four, my wife tore a little bit. She was fairly small and she tore, um, and they gave her four oxycodone and those became her muse from then on. Wow. And four, four, that's a four. lot. Four oxycodone. Yeah. So, well, it was, the thing is they said, here, take these one a day for the next four days. And that will help the, the pain. They wanted me to, they wanted me to do an episiotomy on her and I'm not brave enough to cut my, my wife open. And so they just, she fell in love and then she hit it really well. She was very good at masking those things. And a beautiful girl. She could go to any small doctor in town and say, Oh, I've got some pain. Can I get this? And, um, and so no, I think they've really cut down on a lot of that now yeah. for sure. Thank and God. what I, I always had such a healthy fear of pills mm-hmm. being addicted. Um, and I remember one time I was in the hospital bed in my living room when I got out of the hospital and the nurse came over to change my bandages every day and she came over and she was changing my bandages and I just had tears rolling down my face. And I could, was my, you know, my arms were trembling, hanging onto the sides of the bed. And she said, did you take your pain medicine? And I said, no, I didn't. I don't want to take those pills. And she said, well, you know, you need to get out of pain. It will help you heal. And so I did take pain pills, it, but I was very, I remember one time coming out of a surgery and I was in so much pain and I called the emergency number and I said, what do I do? He said, just take your pills, but don't overdose. And I'm like, that's the advice you're giving me. Just don't overdose. And so I was really, really had a fear of that. And luckily, and I don't, it's a healthy fear. And I, you know, I'm knock on wood. I never have a problem with anything like that. Um, because I know addiction doesn't discriminate. My little brother got on alcohol and pills and now it led him down a road of where now he sits on death row in Texas. And so it's just such a, a, an easy thing for anybody to get into. 
and an easy thing to hide. Look, I hid my drinking from my husband, who's a cop. That took some skill. (laughs) Then I'm like, "Uh oh, honey, I actually have a problem. But how long did she did she have this addiction before? It it was 10 years. It was um, 10 years. just shortly after her birthday um, in 2008, she, uh, I got a call. We had a private eye living across the street from us and I had bought a house on the river and she and I had separated and had divorced. And then we're getting, we're starting to date again. So we're seeing each other and we have these three wonderful kids. So I was there on a regular basis and, and, um, and I just bought the house a couple months prior and the private eye called me and said, Hey, you need to get your butt over here now. And I was going over there already. I had, I had done some programming stuff in the morning with one of my tech guys. And, and so it took, took me less than a minute to get there. Emergency crew just arrived. They stormed upstairs to the master suite and she was, it's, it's, this is harrowing to see. I hope nobody ever has to see this, but here's this beautiful woman on her back with a halo of oxycodone and oxycontin bottles, um, a gallon of cheap Rhine wine that it was empty. Um, and, um, and, uh, yeah, and it was, it was just devastating. And he's the guy, the emergency guy's looking at me cause she had no, her body temperature had already gone down quite a bit and she'd turned blue and, oh. um, and he's got a six inch needle with adrenaline and he's going, can we restart her? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Restart her. Let's, 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 if there's anything there, let's, you know, resurrect that. And, um, yeah. And so, um, in fact, the, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of awful things that happen when your life is decimated like that and they weren't there. So I took my kids to lunch. My goodness. And I said, you know, I, I knew it was going to be their last meal before. And then they, I said, Hey, your mom is in the hospital. Um, it doesn't look good. We don't know what the status is, but um, we're going to go visit her right now. And I just want you to be prepared. And, and so, so they were able to revive her there at the house. They, the they revived her. They revived her because uh, on her driver's license it said organ oh. And so, what I didn't understand, and I, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't in that space as you can imagine. I didn't realize that they were reviving her so that she would stay alive long enough for them to harvest the organs to be able wow. to give life to other people. So, a couple of uh, about um, about four weeks later, we're having a wake at my home. So we got a bunch of friends and family and this generic little car pulls up the driveway and this, this guy gets out and says, are you Mark Effinger? Could you sign for this? And so I signed for it. And it was this, this, this handmade paper box. I had no idea what it was or what was going on. And I open it up and it's, it's letters from all the people that had received her organs. Oh my goodness. What had happened to them, where they were at the time, how long they'd been with, you know, waiting on the organ donor list, mm. um, skin, her eyes are a trucker, a man, a male trucker has her eyes. That um, is, that just makes me want to cry. Wow. It was an amazing, like, like, you know, you, you, you look for a silver lining and everything that happens. Right. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that was exactly a silver lining at the time. It took me many years to get over the, the trauma of that. Well, I'm um, sure like, I mean, for me, when my stepmother committed suicide, there's still times when something exciting happens and I want to call her and I'm like, oh yeah, she's not there. And my dad, I flew out as soon as I found out, I flew, you know, to Texas to go be with him. And he had moments of anger and 
you know, sadness and then guilt and shame. And I did too. And then a lot of anger. There's a lot of feelings to process when you lose somebody in that way. And I know for me, I thought, gosh, what could I have done? Maybe if I called more, maybe if I, you know, how come she didn't tell me it was so bad or, you know, all the feelings that you get, but there are silver linings and wow, she gave life and so many things to so many other people. And then it really, you know, just motivated you to do something to help others with addiction. Well, I, I, so, so I knew this was a problem. I was, I was so fortunate. Amberly is I had just worked with a guy for a few years to build and sell his company. It's called prweb.com. He, I was tweeting it. That was my, my notepad was just Twitter at the time. I'm just tweeting this. I'm just in total shock. Can't believe this is going on. And that's what was worse. It was on an iPhone three. So <laughs> if you remember how bad the keyboard was originally there. So <laughs> So David McGinnis, who actually lives just out of Austin, just outside of Austin, he tweets back and he says, he says, dude, you know, I'm always here for you, always here for you. And he takes a picture of a home, kind of a flat roofed Frank Lloyd Wright kind of contemporary home right on the Canadian border in the U.S. up in Washington state. And then he takes a picture of the ocean and he says, he says, I've got your place. And came and picked us wow. up in his private jet, me and my you kids. You are kidding. He took us up. He said, this is yours. And then we worked together for the next three years, kind of getting through that. But what that did is it gave me the freedom and the possibility of, of taking care of the issue, which was why do people get addicted? Why do they stay addicted? And those things. And so not far from me through the street was across a bridge in Astoria, Oregon, was a, a rehab center that was run by a, um, a, a really cool guy that was an entrepreneur, not a, he wasn't a medical professional. He bought it because it was a profitable center and he understood it. And he also had a big heart because he'd had a family member also die of an, of an overdose. So he let me come in once every five to six weeks. And just on Friday night, which is the worst night of the world for an, you know, an addiction center. That's when they, the paddy wagon pulls up and people are coming off and they don't know who they are. They, they're, they're out of their mm-hmm. minds, stoned on meth or Coke or, you know, wine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just off. So, so as I'm interviewing these people, I'm going, why are you, you know, why, why this? And they go, well, it gets rid of the pain or it gets rid of the trauma or it's, a, you know, or I started on methadone and, and I've, and, and whenever I'd run out, I would just go back to my dealer and get heroin. Mm. And so, so it was those kinds of things. I said, well, so why not go to rehab? And they said, well, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. It takes a long time. So if I have a job, I, you know, I probably am going to lose my job and I'm probably going to end up, you know, if I miss, if I, if I go down the same road that I've always gone down, I'm going to miss the schedule. I'm going to go find my dealer again, or all my friends are doing this anyhow. So I have no core group outside of it and AA didn't work for me maybe, or whatever. And so I'm going, okay, if I could do something that would be inexpensive, fast acting, like three days, five days, um, would be permanent. They weren't going to be addicted to another, you know, couple of drugs after they were Mm -hmm. off the program. That was the other problem is they would be on anywhere from 10 to 27 different meds as they went through the addiction process. Right. And then at the end of it, they send them back to wherever, and they've, they're going to be addicted to two to four of those because that's kind of the program, right? The program is get you off of the street drug onto the, you know, the verified drug. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't necessarily change their operating philosophy of life 
nor their ability to perform. The same, you know, and in fact, sometimes it's a lot less. You, you go from being a meth head that feels like you can conquer the world or yeah. a coke head, you who's doing day trading and, and, you know, and working as a, as a broker and you're, you're rocking it. And suddenly you have no motivation, no energy, no dopamine, right? No serotonin to feel happy. You got none of that. You no GABA to feel chill. And so as a result of that, you become the sub operating or a sick human being. And so in seeing that, I, you know, the thing was, okay, could I pull a bunch of, of neurochemical precursors together and cure, or at least help alleviate the symptoms of the pressure while actually healing the body? I don't want to just do a mask of the symptoms. It's not a band-aid. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. from the inside out. I want to solve the problem. And then which ones would work? And so um, I had a of a biochemistry background. And-, and, and you know what? I loved chemistry. And I thought when I was a little girl, that until I was like, I'm going to be a professional dancer. One of the things that I wanted was to be a scientist. And I had a microscope and I used to dissect things and have a bug collection. And I was just fascinated with that. <laughs> now I can say my, my oldest daughter is in medicine and she's doing that. So good for awesome? her. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of studying. But yeah, yes, yeah, you, but you're going to live for, vicariously through her. Yeah, right? I can live vicariously through her. But in a lot of things that you said, why people get addicted and why they maybe don't get help. I think a lot of it is shame. Like it, there's such a stigma oh, behind yeah. addiction. And I think people might just be surprised at how many people out there are addicted, successful entrepreneurs that have either, you know, like you said, Coke problems or drinking problems or fitness professionals like that own a gym and they look fit, but they're having to take something every night to just go to bed. And then they're having to take something to wake up and keep moving forward. So I like that you approach it as, okay, how can we heal the body and not just a bandaid, not just something they're going to get addicted to, but what are some of the things that you need when you're, you know, to increase your clarity, to increase your energy, to get more optimism, to feel better. What are some of the things that are in the supplements that actually do that? Here's the deal is if you take a look at your full physiology and neurology, we're typically fighting any number of, of key components. We're fighting inflammation. Mm-hmm. We're fighting oxidative stress. We're fighting maybe pain signaling, mm-hmm. right? You and I both have suffered from that. And then, and then, you know, neurology, right? Neurology. And so we're, we're fighting each of these components and often a, a, a nutrient deficit because of either the way we eat or the way we eat wrong, or, or we don't know which nutrients we're, you know, we're not taking blood tests every day to see how we're doing with our, our balance of B vitamins or other characters. So, so what I did was I started working with, the first thing I started with was what are some amino acids that would positively affect the brain in a meaningful way? So the first one I started with was pyroglutamic acid, which is this really weird uh, pro-nootropic. Basically, it, it creates um, acetylcholine in the brain, and but you have to use tons of it, six grams. It makes you sleepy when you take it because it's it, the enzymatic processing in the brain. So um, it worked really great, but it got me down this pathway of going, okay, how do I make that better? And, then- and you know what? I'm embarrassed to say, do you know, I didn't even know what a nootropic was. I had to, I like Googled it. It's look it up. Yes, I did. I had to look it up. Well, so you will, will you tell everyone what that is? Cause there might be some listeners who are like me that don't know. Oh no, I love it. I love it. Um, so a nootropic, it's a Greek word, word around the brain, right. And around the mind. 
So they are our neurochemical precursors that help the brain work better and to be able to provide a programmable state. We talk about programmable state. We're talking about, do I need to be happier today? Do I need to be more conversant, right? You and I talked about Zamner juice earlier. Mm -hmm. Do I need to be more effectively conversant? Do I need to have my heart open so that I'm more sensitive to people? Do I need to be super focused? So I need a, a dopamine flow coming in, right? Do I need to have my, you know- Is that what dopamine to... does? It'll make you super focused? Anybody that's ever been on Adderall, it's a stimulant. It's a high stimulant, like a methamphetamine. In fact, it is a amphetamine. Methylphenidate is what is, so it's an actual amphetamine that recirculates dopamine between the neurons in the brain. There's a problem with that. When you start telling the brain that you've got the chemical in excess, that your brain otherwise would be making by recirculating it. Mm -hmm. Like think about SSRI. Okay. And by the way, this is not, I'm not a doctor and I'm not, I'm not condoning doing stuff outside of your medical profession, but there's some insights that might be valuable because I consider our product a really useful tool that if you work with your medical professional, you may find that the amount of the meds that you're on can be reduced dramatically. The side effects can be reduced dramatically or eliminated. And in some cases, and I've got hundreds of examples, hundreds of clients, you can eliminate them completely by doing the right things, by, by really, really committing to an exercise routine, by making a, a morning ritual, some kind of a really set established routine that you can get into that balances you and, and, and grounds you so that as you're moving through your day, you've got these reference points, right? Being thankful, being joyful. Mm -hmm. So State optimization is the ultimate outcome of great nootropics. And nootropics are brain-enhancing neurochemical precursors. The, and you the, say it so much better than me. I'm like, nootropics, and you're like, nootropics. <laughs> oh, no. So that's how you're supposed to say it, nootropics. No, no, no. I like, Amberly, I am a, I say nootropic all day long. I like it because I think that sounds cool. I think nootropic sounds like, you can, like Bradley Cooper, if he walked up to you and gave you the limitless pill, he'd go, dude, it's a new tropic. Um, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I have to say, I would, I would uh, much, I, I trust and I would much rather listen to you and trust what you're telling me, what's going to help than a doctor who has never been through trauma, who's never experienced pain, but just studied something from a book. The same as like I would go to the gym and hire a trainer who looked physically fit versus someone who looks like they're completely out of shape and just eats Doritos and drinks Dr. Pepper all day. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> so I would rather because you have experience and you've not only, you know, tested it, you've researched it, you've tried it and you have shared it with others. So that's why I'm when I'm just, first of all, when I learned your story, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to learn from him and try this stuff. So it was, it was 3000. The first product took 3000 prototypes. You now know of it as Nectar X. Oh but yeah. I owned a software company at the time with the founder of century 21 real estate. I was living in Newport beach and he and I founded us a company to help to build software, to help people think more creatively. It's called idea Fisher. And then we started working with Drew Carey and helping him write comedy with it and write his book with it. And then with um, Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren down in, in the, you know, that, that area of town. And, and he, he got it to all of his associate pastors to help write their sermons. And, I want to do that. And 
So, and then IBM used it and Apple used it and Nike used it and, and, um, and sold Amazing. a big advertising agencies, White and Kenny. So I had this list of almost 400,000 really smart people that I could send that trusted me because my software worked well and we had coached them on how to be more creative and innovative. And I'd say, hey, I'm going to send you a blank test tube of white powder that's going to taste like crap. Can you take some of this, mix it with water, take it and tell me how it makes you feel. And then I built a little online database and they would tell us how, how they felt. And then eventually I said, well, I'm, not, I'm only getting about 30 to 42% of the people are responding well. And the rest of them are either neutral or negative. And so I said, what, what could the variables be? And I found out that your weight, height, age, sex, what meds you're on, how often you work out, when you eat, right? How sensitive you are to caffeine or coffee. What's your basic neurochemistry? Do you get freaked out easy or are you like steady Eddie? Or do you have super high drive or are you like unmotivated, can't get off the couch? And so are you normally depressed? Are you the, right? Are the Eeyore of the group or are you the one that is a cheerleader helping everybody else get going? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? And in assembling that, I started getting this data that I could turn into tweaks of these formulations. How long did that take? It took four years, 3,000 different formulations. Oh yeah. my goodness. It was, intense. it was intensive. Thankfully, I had people like David McGinnis in my court going, dude, what you're doing is important. Keep doing it. And, um, and then I had these, as I'm handing these prototypes out, they're saying, hey, can I get more? Like when, when we started handing prototypes out, and Matt will tell you, Matt Gallant, our CEO, former addict, by the way, 13 years clean. Wow. Fantastic, dude. That's amazing. Um, oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, Matt's story is, is, is incredible. As we would hand Newtopia out, well, or as this product right here, our Color Genius, is we would just send samples to people who are, who are you know, some well-known um, sports people, some well-known, you know, celebrities, some well-known you know, chemists, some well-known influencers. And they said, um, I'm running out and I'm starting to freak out. Can I get more now? And it was, <laughs> it was just, right? And that feedback loop happened when I was doing this product. And it just so happened that the movie Limitless came out just about four months before the final formulation came together of this. And all of these people on my beta you know, list that were getting samples said, hey, man, this is a lot like the clear pill that Bradley Cooper's taking in that movie. And I said, well, what do I call it? And a, a good friend of mine, a, a very successful entrepreneur said, call it NZT, just go with it. And so for about five years, Bradley Cooper was our unpaid spokesman. And I hope he doesn't come back and but what we now work with is his uh, manager and, and the guy that sold the movie Limitless to the studio. So I think that is incredible. What a story. Very fortunate. When you think about the alignment that happens in your life, the people that show up when you need them, because you made an intention that this has to happen in my life. And you are you're meditating on it daily. You're praying on it. You're you're thinking about it. You're realizing it in your life. At one time, I built a race car. I crashed a race car back when I was 16, and I was really bummed out, and I would drive into work. I worked at a, at a clinical laboratory. I would drive into work every day, and I would close my eyes at lunch, like with my sack lunch, and I would go through the gears of that race car, and I would really? feel the engine coming on. I'd feel the RPMs coming up, and I would feel it when I got into its power zone, right, when the torque and horsepower were all playing really nice with me. And I would hear the exhaust, rotary engines have weird exhaust sound. And I would go through that. I would just go through that. I would feel it. And then I would take the last 15 minutes of my lunch break and I would call junkyards looking for parts. And eventually I built a race car in nine months that was better than the original one I built. The guy that built 
the Le Mans, 24-hour Le Mans RX-7 Mazdas happen to live in my town. Like, what's the chance? Wow. And I would, if I would bring my girlfriend in with me, he would work on cars with me and show me how to build race engines because she was cute. And he would, you know, he just wanted a cute girl around. Right. Oh my goodness. Or, or a replacement for his, his poster, you know, his tool poster that you always see in garages. And so it's this great thing, right? But those things happen. Matt and I, the way Matt and I met was a really great guy, Brad Costanzo, who's a, a well-known executive and life coach on Facebook. He empties out a bunch of these test tubes. And everybody's going, what's that? And he goes, this is the best nootropic in the world. And it's customized just for me. And it works. And everybody said, well, what about this? What about this? He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. You know that I try everything. This stuff works. And Matt Gallant saw that. And he had been praying for the, 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 the chemist or the individual or the opportunity, because he'd spent a lot of money doing it himself, for that person to show up that would be able to take him to the next level. And we got on a phone call and I had a handful of offers on my company for quite a bit of money. Mm. And he and I got on the phone and he said, do you want to sell your company? And I said, no, I said, I want to change lives. And he goes, oh. all right, we're in. And so wow. you know, we spent a lot of time working together and getting to know each other and dating. We spent a long time dating. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, want to have a walk of shame after, you know, inking a deal too fast. And those kind of people show up when your intention is right, when your goals are above your own self-serving and I could not agree more. I mean, I, it's so I just had a situation like this happen um, where I had this. I want to change lives. I want to really impact women and have them, you know, share their story and, and impact more lives. I want it to be a ripple effect. And I thought I'm going to do this in-person event and happen to have one of my favorite speakers agree to come and speak at the event. And I had this vision of where I want to hold it. And I'm not kidding you. The very next day, the owner of that studio texted me and said, hey, you've been on my heart lately. When can we catch up? And I'm like, I was actually going to call you. Can I come see you? And so think people come into your life. Uh, situations happen. So I'm like, I'm just trusting and I'm going to, you know, at lunch, close my eyes like you did and envision how it's going to turn out. So go yeah. through the gears, Amberly. go through the gears. I'm going to go <laughs> through those gears. And speaking of gears, by the way, what kind of motorcycle did you ride? I raced for Kawasaki at one point. Um, so it was a started in the 650 class and then went to 750 class. So um, street, you know, very, very fast. You know what it's like when you're going around a corner at well, you know, we used to warm up our bikes. I lived in, in Central California and we would go to Mariposa and Yosemite to kind of practice, right? Yeah. Because we had a lot of switchbacks and a lot of great, great road work there. And the roads are really clean and, and you can definitely lean down. And so we'd go 145, 160 miles an hour, head down. Oh my goodness. Bearing, blowing through stop signs because you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're not thinking about what danger. And you're in your 20s, so you're indomitable. Oh yeah. I was right. that way when I was in my twenties and I'd have people come up like a guy come up next to me in a Porsche and be like, Hey, you want to race? I'm like, yeah. And beat them every, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like a, an adrenaline rush. It's so much fun. It's, it's so great. And then you're going, so you're going, let's say you're going 150 miles an hour for 10 miles. You get used to how fast that is. So when you back off to 120 or 110 to go around a corner with your knee on the ground, and you've got to throttle hard to be able to break the back tire loose to be able to drift around that corner. Otherwise, you won't make it. You end up in the, in the you know, in the barbed wire fence. It's that kind of thing that where where you suddenly are time shifting. 
it's a really important thing for people to realize their performance limits, not to kill yourself. Like, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've both done a little bit of that, but, yeah. but to understand that we're capable of so much more than we really believe and getting yourself into a little bit of white knuckle situation once in a while to either wake up and say, thank you so much for this incredible life I have. But on top of that going, I survived and now I can thrive as a result, knowing that I'm not going to die when I push myself that hard or when I do that thing, right? To me, it's the, it's that ninja state, you know, uh, we call it sick to superhuman, right? So that mm-hmm. going from sick to suboptimal to optimal to super optimal. And then like, every once in a while, becoming Barry and, and turning into. Well, fly. see, I want to be at that level all the time. Where do you think most people nowadays lie? Like from, I think most it, on the are, scale from sick to superhuman, super, where do you think? Most I think people most people lie? are running at a suboptimal state. Part of it from, from COVID, from fear, from economic woes, all of the, right? It's, it's always, if it bleeds, it leads in the newspapers, right? So you don't hear all the great stuff that's going on. You hear that we're going to be in a, in a depression or a recession. Mm-hmm. Michael Burry is going, this is going to be worse than 2008. Um, you've got people are still, you know, they're going, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? It's so crazy. It's crazy. So because of that, it's confusing. It's disorienting. And our belief in our ability to, as human beings, we need more people like you that are going, look, we're going to, we're not going to just make it through this, man. We're going to thrive through this, right? We're going to get into, instead of survival mode, we're going to get into thrival yeah, mode. Yeah, no, I, I lived in survival mode for way too long and I refuse to live in, in survival mode anymore. In fact, you know, I just got back from a trip. I love being in in-person events. I love hugging people. I just love connecting with people and and I got back and was a little sick. And my dad was like, well, you're going to have to start wearing masks on a plane. And, and I said, dad, I can't wear a mask. I, well, I won't wear a mask when I'm at a conference and I'm speaking to people. And I said, no, I just need to get really build up my immunity. I think there's a different way of looking at it. It's like, no, I will just get stronger. I will get more healthy. I will really lean into what can I do to really boost my my, my energy and build my immunity. So instead of thinking, I got to shut down, I got to put a mask on. I'm like, right. You know, when you talk about that, when I started really focusing on physiology and neurology back in the early nineties, the first time I, I built this company once and I sold it to a partner a couple of years later. And then I rebuilt when my former wife passed away is I, I bought the domain back, paid off all the debts that that company had and started again. Wow. Right. With a new mission. And one of the things I started, I was a, a, you know, I was a technology guy in the laser technology and computer technology and internet technology back in the nineties and, and way beyond that still am to a certain extent. And one of the things that you always do on a server that, that is the thing that runs your company, right? The main computer server that runs your company and a big enterprise is you build up a fault tolerance system for it. So if the power goes down, this thing kicks in in milliseconds, computers don't go down, the lights are off for just a millisecond and suddenly they're back on, everything's right. So building a fault tolerant physiology and neurology became my goal. Like I wanna make it so that when the power goes down, when the solar flare comes, when I ate like crap, when I drank too much last night, when I partied till 4 a.m., when I didn't take care of myself, when I was on the road for six weeks, eating the wrong food, living Mm -hmm. out of hotels, out of a bag, when I wasn't in my meditation practice, whatever the thing is that your grounding thing, when I wasn't doing that, I needed to have a physiology and neurology that could, that could handle that and do it elegantly and still make me, help me perform at 
a very high level because that's my expectation of myself. And that's what people expect of me. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. And, and I mean, coming, being with you here now, after being on the road, I was in Denver, I was in Orange County, I was in LA, I was like all over the place. And it is, it take your body kind of takes a toll when you're not eating the foods that you usually eat, or sometimes you might have to skip a meditation practice or your morning ritual or all that. And so, yes, I think we all want something that can help us just feel better and thrive, not survive, thrive. Right. Well, and that's the thing. So most people are sick in some level. They've got some condition like you and I both talked about neurology Mm -hmm. and pain mitigation, Mm -hmm. those things. So I'm going to call that sick. That's like the worst thing in our, in our current, you know, physiological, neurological, program outside of any exterior stuff that's sick so the first thing we want to do is we want to try to to one is take a look at the other strong areas of our life right of our physiology and neurology and boost those so that they're kind of like doing a strength finder test or a myers-briggs test Mm -hmm. where you start to understand who you are or you take a braverman test or we have a we have a neurochemical test at the front of newtopia.com that you can just click the link it's free and it's going to give you an analysis of the different neurochemical dominance and deficits that you have. So that, because when you know where you're dominant, one, it gives you confidence. Oh, great. I've got a lot of dopamine. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't have to work as hard on the dopamine part of my life, but my serotonin sucks. My GABA sucks. I don't have any anandamide, so I'm not feeling a lot of pleasure, right? I, those kinds of things. My, my acetylcholine is in the toilet, so my thinking processes are muddled or my memory sucks or, or whatever. So being able to analyze those and know those, that gets you up to this, this, you know, this, this kind of next level of, of neurological, physiological performance, right? So you're at suboptimal now. So now you're suboptimal in the things and you're, you're not masking the thing that you're weakest at. You're pulling it up with you because you're going to reinforce it with some of the neurochemicals you need to start handling that stuff, right? So you're going you're gonna to drag them with you through taking and really accelerating your strengths. Mm-hmm. just like you would in a strength finder kind of a, a, a program, right? So now you're, you're at suboptimal. That's going to get you to optimal. So now you're at optimal means you're, you're drinking the right amount of fluids a day. You're exercising, you're doing breath work or whatever happens to be the, the thing, right? You're being cognizant of how you feel and going, I feel like X. So I know what to do to feel like Y, right? What I really want to feel like, right? So you know what you, you know, whether you need to take a power nap for five minutes or just close your eyes and be thankful or, whatever that thing is, right? Then, so that's going to get you to optimal. And most people are running between suboptimal and optimal and they're cycling between that. They're, they're cycling between what they normally feel like and then kind of like subpar normal. But every once in a while, when you get those things aligned, when all the stars align in your neurochemical and biological needs, you suddenly go to super optimal. So you get, you get to that super optimal and super optimal is a place that most people haven't experienced since they were eight years old and they were super excited for Christmas and they just had everything was coming right. And they're, they're just, they're just pumped. Right. And so getting to super optimal is a really powerful experience for people. And here's the cool part, Amberly, you can live in super optimal. You can actually fine tune your neurochemistry and your physiology to live in that optimal to super optimal space. Mm. It's really great. And you can cycle in. And when you get there, you're so far above what most people's baseline operating OS is that they see you and they go, how do you do it? How do you do all these things? How do you stay positive in, in the face of all of this stuff? How do you keep going? How do you do the, the one more thing 
that makes mm-hmm. the difference between mediocrity and superior success. And it's, it's by getting those, those neurochemicals in alignment, getting your physiology fine-tuned. But here's the cool thing. Once you get there, right, you kind of know how to modulate that. I just want to, you know, today I'm going to chill. I'm going to spend more time listening, spend more time watching people and helping people and just being sensitive to it. But tomorrow I'm going to be a monster. I'm going to be killing it. I'm going to bring the thunder tomorrow. That's right. I'm going to be Gary V all over again. (laughs) Right. So, so we do that. And then, and then suddenly we go, Oh, I know, I know the one thing I'm going to take some nectar X that I've got modified to this performance characteristic, because I filled out my customization form and my feedback. Right. And I said, I want this to be my dopamine day, baby. And so you got your right. Yeah. So you got your dopamine, your adrenaline, your adrenaline, right? And you go, all right, I want to have that state. And I'm going to be that rock star today because I'm getting on stage or I want to, I want to get off the plane and I want to be able to really, really move things. Or I'm working with this very tough client and I want to be able to move them. And I know to move their state from where they are in depression or, or just sub-performance up to this super performance, right? So what that means, focused savagery, if that's the case. <laughs> I'm the poster child for ADHD. And so, but I didn't. That's why you're so successful. Right, right. It's a superpower. Mm -hmm. Don't let people tell you it's not. And, and so I needed my, my employees when I would only take Adderall about twice a month, but my employees, when I would take it, they say, Oh, you're on that asshole drug. And then they would shun me for the day and tell me, just go do something that just is your heads down thing. And I realized that I just lost my emotional connection with them because I'm a pretty kind leader lead by example, lead by model, lead by love. Right. And at that point, I was not a fun guy to be around. So I said, how, what can I design? That's going to help me get out of that. And that's where focus average came from was making a solution that, that had a very high level of dopaminergic activity with just enough GABA activity that I wasn't a jerk and, and I could move the needle. And so I got the best of both worlds, right? I got the focus I needed, but I could smile at people and be nice. So Matt will get on Call of Duty. He'll do focus savagery. He'll do some Xamner to make him so he's not a total jerk. And then he'll fire off and he's, he goes, my kill to death ratio is rocking. And oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I've never been diagnosed with, you know, ADHD or ADD, but I was always getting in trouble in school and I'm put in the special learning disability class, you know, something's wrong with her. And then they're like, no, I don't know what's wrong with her. Then they tested me for talented and gifted. And they're like, oh, she's actually smart. She's not in the, they called it the short bus. That's what I was called. (laughs) So then they moved me into tag, which was for talented and gifted. And I do have, you know, I, I think that I can be very, like, I feel sorry for my assistant, man. I'm all over the place. But I, as you can see, I, I do love the, you know, the focused savagery. Maybe that's, that's great. I've got a modification on that that I'm, I'm making. I'll make sure you get some of our early prototype list. Um, it, it's a really cool mod to it that brings up the serotonin at the same time and it makes it last longer. So that um, it's really neat. The, the cool thing is once you understand how your neurochemicals work and who you're dealing with, you can fine tune. You can almost like, like read your mind and go, okay, I know exactly what you need now. Um, yeah. Well, I love that. You know, I filled out the whole like questionnaire kind of quiz on just to see what would 
I, what I needed in, in my box. And so I thought that was really awesome that you do that. And I would love for you to share where people can like try out these amazing supplements and well, take so that quiz. I love it. So if you go to newtopia.com and do you have a special link, uh, Amberly? Yes. Yeah. If you go to newtopia.com forward slash Amberly, you, you are so generous. You can get a 10% discount. So again, that's in the show notes and it's um, on social media and everywhere you look, um, newtopia.com forward slash Amberly. And that's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com. And um, yeah, look it up in the show notes, but also it's Newtopia Brain on Instagram. I follow y'all on Instagram as well. Oh, nice. Well, and yeah. we just, um, if you go to newtopia.com slash Amberly and then Find the Collagenius link. You'll get a chance to check out our new product. We just launched this yesterday. Oh, it's that's incredible. awesome. It is an incredible full uh, spectrum mushroom and collagen blend that it naturally tastes just like chocolate. And every dose, which is just two little spoonfuls, every dose is the equivalent of 1.2 to 1.5 pounds of pure mushroom extract. Oh, that's incredible. But tell them what the mushroom extract does for you. Well, aside from neurogenesis, there's a thing called BDNF, brain-derived nootrophic factor. And we, we use this incredible lion's mane extract that we've, we've developed that, that when you take that component of it, what it does is it creates blooms of new brain cells and, it, and you'll feel it. You'll actually feel your brain sparkle with these new brain cells. So if you're going into an environment where you want to learn something, or if you're going in an environment where you're trying to actually create new neural pathways, you and I talked about trauma. When you're trying to beat trauma, you don't just look at trauma and go, ah, and then eventually not ah. You, you need to build a new pathway that says, Steve Martin said it in The Jerk, his foster dad. He says, he says, son, he goes, and he, and he, he holds up and he, and he looks at the ground. He goes, son, two things. Shit, there's some, some poop on the ground. And Shinola. And Shinola, I think, was, was chewing tobacco at the time. He goes, learn the difference, right? And so you got you to reprogram the brain. Well, to reprogram the brain, you need new active brain cells. And this is what gives you new active, waiting for you to program brain cells. So you can create new pathways to success in your brain. You can create new moods. You can create new enhancement, new relationships in your brain with the good memories, with the good thoughts, with the good stuff. And so you, you think someone who is like... 72 years old that has uh, pathways that are kind of negative would be able to take this and kind of open some new pathways and start to focus on some positivity. Guaranteed. Okay. And, and, you know, and, and I'm getting it for my dad, everything we do, when I build a stack of these capsules, we start with, let's get your B vitamins, right? So let's do a highly concentrated methyl B stack so that your, your vitamins are, you know, you get your B vitamin levels are retained, right? We couple that with a bunch of anti-inflammatory components to eliminate as much inflammation as possible in your body. Because most people are fighting inflammation at one level or another. Mm -hmm. And if you can reduce that or remove it, then suddenly you have a higher baseline to be able to work with in terms of cognitive performance. A lot of people are fighting so many um, uh, uh, physiological traumas, right? Oxidative stress, right? Oh yeah, gut stress. health, leaky gut. gut health, hormones suck right? Mm -hmm. All of that. And, and Bioptimizers, um, our, our parent company and partners, 
Bioptimizers is a leader in gut health because of those situations that occur. If you've ever gone into, I, I have gut health issues because of a, a byproduct of being a you know, white rat for Accutane. So P3OM, which is a probiotic that we have, is an, a, a, an incredible solution for me to be able to cure that. And we're doing upgrades on all those right now. It's an incredible product. So getting yourself into that state of physiological high performance so that when you want to go into neurological high performance, it works a lot better. The nootropics are much more effective. And then choline donors and some of the other components that basically say, okay, now I've got the, neuro, I've got the neurological horsepower. How do I use it? And that's where the choline donors, which are a component of every nootropic, and that's choline is the, is the memory and thinking and, and the, the thought processing um, component or neurochemical. And when you've got that firing, it's really incredible. You can think faster. You can memorize faster. You can remember better. Oh, you can yeah. call up those old memories that you've been trying to go. I remember reading that somewhere. You can suddenly see the page you could read it on. You see the paragraph where it was. You can see the pull quote from that page and the image that was the illustration for that page because you've got those neurochemicals firing and bringing it forward. This is freedom when you can get all those firing because a big fear of mine was when the pain from, and I don't even say my pain, I say the pain from CRPS would get so elevated that it would make me to, I couldn't think, I couldn't, I could, I couldn't like, I would lose my words. And I remember one time I was trying to just do an Instagram post and it was taking me two hours to even write the caption. I And that's scary. That's so scary. So when you have something that's a solution that, you know, oh, it's like it's freedom. It gives you peace of mind that that you can thrive, that you don't have to, to worry about those things. And being, you know, somebody who's a writer and a speaker, that was always kind of lingering in the back. Like, oh, my goodness, what if the pain gets so elevated that I can't think straight? So, yeah, yes. you're, you're helping more people with not just addiction, not just depression, um, but the freedom to go out there and live life to the fullest. So I love what you're doing. And I, I really thank you so much for your generosity of sharing the products with me and just coming on and sharing more about, you know, how you even developed these and how they came about and some of your story. So again, tell everybody the best place to find you, find products and take that quiz. So first go to Newtopia, N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com slash Amberly, and you'll get a 10% discount and you'll get our 365 day money back guarantee. We That's amazing. Be, we don't want you to be unhappy about it. Here's the deal is the, one of the worst investments you can ever make is a bad nutritional supplement that doesn't do anything. We stand behind it and we know I, I could not have worked with these guys if they weren't as committed to experiential nutrition as we are. So you, you should take it and feel it, take it and feel it. It's going to be that kind of experience. So go there. And at the top, you'll see this button. It'll say, take your neurochemical test, right? Click that button. That's going to give you an analysis of your neurochemical test. And you're going to be able to use that no matter what you're doing in life. You're going to be able to apply that and say, oh, I'm dominant in this. I'm subdominant in this. I've got a real problem here. I've got a deficit. And that'll give you a guide. And then when you come out of that, then we give you an opportunity to take a look at, at our different programs that we have available for you. Um, our subscriptions are great on the Newtopia line. And, and in about three months, you're going to receive them in this beautiful magnetic cases that you'll be able to 
You're Pocket kidding. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our our new mag pack that we've been working very diligently the last year to bring these to market. Um, I and, like that, but I do. I have to say, I love the the test. <laughs> I love the test tubes. I think they're quick, really cool. Quick story on the test tube. I should have brought it down, but so I started my first company. I funded it with test tube babies in 1984. So in you amaze me the stories that you have. <laughs> in, so in 1984, um, the front cover of of Life magazine was in this one uh, one issue was the 10 year anniversary of the first in vitro fertilization. So wow, that's really cool. Might have been 85, but I think it was 84. So, so that comes out. I call my stepdad who owned this clinical lab that I'd worked for when I was young. And I said, Jack, I need some venture capital, right? I just, I knew the name. I'd been reading Inc. Magazine. I, you know, I thought I was a business guy. I've been studying business really hardcore, interviewing entrepreneurs for, you know, since I was young. And he said, no, well, what's going on? I said, have you seen life? And he goes, yeah, I've got a cover on it. I got a copy of that on my desk. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm going to make little test tube babies and I'm going to sell them at the mini marts in town. And he goes, he goes, well, a couple things. One, you should probably get your high school diploma before you start asking for money. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, second is that sounds like a pet rock. That's interesting, but good luck. You know, I'm out. And so I go, all right, well, I'll figure, I'll figure it out. Right. Well, a week later I used to ride, I would ride my bike at minimum 30 miles an hour to and from the air base that I was on in central California in Atwater, California. And, um, and I rode back and I would always ride back for lunch because it gave me another five mile hardcore ride one way, you know, so 10 miles. And, um, and then I would be able to lay out in the sun, right. Take a little micro nap, scarf down my lunch, ride back. And as I'm riding in, there's a UPS guy putting a bunch of boxes on my front porch. And I'm going, I wonder what the heck that is. And he has me sign for it. And I have this little envelope and in the envelope was a card from my stepdad that says, Dear Mark, here's your venture capital, love Jack. And I opened it up and it was vacutainers, the things you use to take blood samples. Really? Right? It was 2000 vacutainers. Oh my goodness. They were expired because, and they were sitting in the back of the warehouse I used to work in. They're expired because they had the, the coagulant, the anticoagulant in them goes bad after six months at the time it did. Oh. And so, so he sent me to, and they didn't cost me anything. They were just, you know, they were excess inventory that went bad, that dated out. And so- my girlfriend at the time, my best friend who lived with me at the time, took this big pot of hot water and we would drop a hundred babies at a time into it. little tiny plastic babies you'd use on, on baby shower cakes. And, and we'd put them in there. They would soften from the water. We'd stuff them in the test tubes and then pour a little bit of writ dye in to make them either blue or pink. And those funded my first company, which was a laser company. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Where did you sell them? Well, I sold them in little mini marts in Central California. You did. I couldn't. My neighbor was worked at 7-Eleven, Southland Corporation. Yeah. He said they will never. He goes, by the time that's out of the news, they'll, you know, it'll be no good. So he said, I would recommend the little Hispanic run or Indian run or Asian run mini marts because these guys are really great to work with. They're really fun. They're honest. And they have their, their, their front counter is where they keep the magazine rack. So it doesn't become a library. Yeah. And so, so they can do it as a tchotchke right there. And then I was also, um, I would do um, some worship work at my church. And so I would ride my racing motorcycle to church in my racing leathers with a, uh, with oh, an ovation guitar strapped to my back and a new King James Bible bungeed to the back of my bike. And I ride You were like a chick magnet for sure. <laughs> it was so, it was so, so funny. 
So um, I'd rather, so I'd, I'd lead worship. Well, the pastor's wife comes to me and he goes, hey, I hear you're doing some weird thing with a test tube and babies or something. What is that? And I'd sold about 800 of them in the mini marts. And so I, I pulled one out because I thought they were really funny. It was really fun. And the little card on it said, said, you know, I had a little cute little thing, like what I'm doing with test tube babies and, you know, keep your test tube baby, you know, you know, temperate and don't put it in the freezer or anything like that. And then it said on the back of it is I said, I'm selling these to save money to start a real company. And it, that was like, like they were just my venture capital, yeah. right? I didn't, I yeah. didn't consider them a real product. It was just a transition to make money for my real company, which was going to be lasers. And so you're a true entrepreneur for sure. It was like, well, she looked at that. She looked at that and she goes, how many you got left? And I said, I got about 1200 left. She goes, great. We'll buy them all. And I said, what? 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 And she goes, she goes, no, no, no. We're going to go to Planned Parenthood and we're going to give these out. And, you know, right. Right. Cause that, right. I'm at this conservative church and they thought that that was right. So anyhow, that's, I sold the rest of them. I made enough money to buy a laser while I was on the way to getting my medical testing at the Presidio in San Francisco. I had to pass through San Jose. I saw uh, Spectrophysics, which is a laser company. I brought my cash. I brought my cash, not a checkbook. I brought my cash, cash. and I, and I, I snuck my way into R and D and I bought a laser from them. And then I brought it back as I built my prototype of a laser projector for, for, you know, artists on stage. Right. And um, yep. And so that was how I started my first company. That is amazing. And I'm sure with 19 companies, you have amazing stories. I could sit and talk with you all day about every story. That's why I said when we first started, you're an incredible storyteller. So um, you guys, don't y'all love him? I'm just, I'm just oh, so man. grateful to have you here. Thank you. And thank y'all for tuning in. And again, y'all check out, go take that quiz. It's actually kind of cool to take the quiz and get to know yourself a little bit more when you go to um, newtopia.com forward slash Amberly. You can also get your discount with the code Amberly. And Mr. Newts, Mark, you. thank you so much for being here. Thank you, darling. You're awesome. I really appreciate you. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. And uh, I can't wait to try your new product too. Awesome. Awesome. You got it coming your way. <laughs>